Have you come to the point in your life where doing that work, church, home, repeat just isn't working for you anymore and you know there's got to be more to life than this? Then girl, you've come to the right place. I'm Kimberly Knight and this is The Physician Podcast. As a certified coach, consultant, author, and speaker, I've had the privilege of helping women to position themselves for success in life, love, and business. So if you're ready for some wisdom wrapped up in a little bit of girlfriend, join me and other experts each week as we give you the conversation, coaching, and keys you need to take you to your next steps. Welcome to the Physician Podcast. I am your host, Kimberly Knight. And on today's episode, I will be finishing our spring cleaning series. We're about to talk about what you absolutely must declutter from your life. And no, I'm not talking about the garbage bag in the attic or the the white shirt that you haven't worn since high school. I'm talking about that mind mess, the stuff that we harbor that needs to be decluttered. So let's talk about five things that you need to declutter from your life. One of the things I want you to declutter from your life this year is expecting people to know what we need. Now, ladies, I mean, let's admit it. It's unfair to do that to people. That's expecting somebody to read your mind. And wives, you know, we do this. Here it goes. This is what it looks like. What's the matter? If you don't know, I'm not telling you. Oh, come on, girls. Mm. All right. All right. We know. (laughs) This is not optimal for building the kind of relationships I know you want. But ironically, Sometimes we expect other people to know what we need or want because we're not sure of it ourselves. Mm, Come on. And I think also just being honest and open and saying, you know what? I need help or support or a hug or some money (laughs) or whatever it is, is very vulnerable, right? It makes us very vulnerable. So rather than feeling vulnerable, and possibly being open to rejection or ridicule or even worse, disappointment because somebody doesn't come through. We want others to be tuned into our frequency like they are on the romance channels. Mm. This is not a measure of connectedness, the ability to read somebody's mind. That's not how we measure connectedness. And at best, this is immature, but it's also dysfunctional. It's unfair, it's unrealistic, and it's impractical, right? And it's not the way to build a relationship. So after you declutter this from your life, start to get clear about what you need and want. And you know, I have that priority protocol that I want to share with you again. I will leave the link in the show notes so that you're able to begin to look at what's important to you, what you need and what you want so that you can be clear and help other people help you. All right. Don't be afraid to take that risk to be appropriately vulnerable with the right people and ask for the support you need or want. Just saying. Okay, so the second thing you need to declutter from your life is feeling guilty for resting. Ladies, why is it that when we have an opportunity to rest, we don't take it? Why do we feel guilty when we have to rest? Even God rested on the seventh day. He created all of creation the sky. He told the oceans where to stop. He put birds. He made all of creation in six days. And on the seventh day, he rested, but we don't think we need to rest. What's that about? There's obviously wisdom in rest. And rest is so important to God that he even created the Sabbath day for rest. Wow. 
And scripture says in Mark 2, 27, that the Sabbath was created for man, not man for the Sabbath. So in other words, he created it for us because he knew we were going to need it. Just saying. The other thing that I see in us as women in particular is not understanding the difference between sleep and rest, because you can sleep without rest. Mm-mm-mm. You can rest without sleep. Oh, this will preach. Oh, this is so good. I read this book several years ago and it changed my life. The name of the book is called Sacred Rest by Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith. And it changed my life, absolutely changed my life. In the book, she talks about the different types of rest we need to live our best lives. And some of those areas included technological rest, social rest, spiritual rest, sensory rest. I particularly need that one, sensory rest. And I'll put the link to the book in the show notes as well. But she talks about that and how when we don't get that, what happens to our lives and why we feel so overwhelmed all the time is because we've never shut down, right? We never replenish. We never renew ourselves. We haven't stopped. Our body may have sat down, but our spirit and our soul and everything is still running on the inside. It's like your engine is revving on high and we need rest. So girls, stop feeling guilty for rest. Get some and enjoy it. Okay. So the third thing you'll want to declutter from your life this spring is caring what other people think. You know, there's a scripture that tells us that we're only to fear God because people can only kill the body, but they don't have any jurisdiction over your soul or your spirit. I have to tell you, I've really struggled with this in the past, and I still have to be mindful not to be overly concerned with people's opinions. And it doesn't mean I'm not accountable. It doesn't mean that there aren't people to whose authority I submit to. It means that I am very much aware not to let other people who have no responsibility to me or for me have too much influence over how I live my life. One of the things I say all the time is never have an opinion where you take no responsibility. And, you know, now with social media, we think that we can just say anything we want about anybody. And that's just not true. And we have an opinion about everything. And because I have social media and a phone, I have to share it. That's not true. We must be mindful not to express an opinion where we have no responsibility. There was a job I had that there was an administrator who was absolutely a terror. She was just a terror. And she was undermining our work. She played mind games. She was really good at playing mind games and making promises that were never kept. And it got to a nightmarish point for a while. Some of my colleagues were actually physically sick in the bathroom, physically sick because they had to deal with her. And just the anticipation of being in her presence and having to work on projects with her would make people literally physically ill. And I remember... One particular project, she really came for me and my colleagues. I mean, in public, I was fuming. I didn't know how to handle it. And I'll tell you the truth. I did not know how to handle this in a godly way because everything that my mouth wanted to say, it wasn't godly. I'll tell you that. It wasn't godly. (laughs) I was struggling with this. And I consistently was going to God in prayer about her behavior again and again and again and again. And I'm like, why are we getting no movement? 
And Father showed me something in prayer. He's like, stop praying about her behavior. You have no control over her. You have control over you and you've allowed her to control you. This is not about her. This is about you. Well, that day the deliverance started. He showed me something else that day. He showed me while she has authority on this job, she does not have authority in heaven. Whoa. From that day forward, I am telling you, I no longer feared working with her, nor did she impact me the way she did before. She just couldn't because once father showed me the truth of the limit of her authority, I had a whole different understanding. So keep this in mind as you declutter, caring what people think and their opinions. Keep this in mind. It is the fear of God that is the beginning of wisdom, not the fear of man. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, not the fear of people. All right. So in addition to decluttering what you care about, what people think and their opinions, here's something else we need to declutter, girls. The lack of self-care. What's that about? Now, this kind of goes along with that I don't rest thing because I feel guilty when I sit down. (laughs) But when I ask ladies, how do you practice self-care? At least 75% of the time, this is what I get. I go for massages. I get my nails done. I treat myself to a spa pedicure. I binge on my TV programs or I do retail therapy. Great. So for most of us, that is not enough. For the amount of stress and the outpour in your life, that is not enough. You are not replenishing yourself to the extent that you're pouring out. And that is why you're exhausted, resentful, tired, angry. That is why somebody asks you for a pencil and you can't give it to them without rolling your eyes because you're like, that's just one more thing I have to do. Why? because you have not replenished. Now think about it this way. You are a triune being. You are a spirit, a soul, and a body. So your self-care must address all three areas of yourself, your spirit, your soul, your body. So let's say my self-care routine is to go get my nails done every week and to get a massage once a month. Great. So that addresses some of your needs for your body. Actually, it really doesn't. Those are luxuries. I'll just give you that. I'll just give it to you for your body. Let's add on exercise, plenty of water, and good food. This is good. Now that is self-care for the body. What about your soul and your spirit? If you've done nothing to replenish the outpour to your soul and your spirit, then guess what? Two-thirds of you remains unaddressed. Two-thirds of you has remained unaddressed. That's why you go on vacation, you come back and you feel like you never left. That's why you go on vacation and you come back. And as soon as you get to the door of your job and you go to turn the knob, you can't. You haven't replenished all of you. So begin also to take care of your soul and your spirit. Now, spiritually, there's different practices you may want to get into. You want to make sure you're reading your Bible prayer, attending services, listening to ministers who are preaching the whole true word of God, you know, things like that, replenishing your spirit, taking quiet time with the Lord. And here's one, not just talking to him, but listening. So now we've dealt with your body and your spirit. Let's deal with your soul. 
Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions, what you think, want, and feel. How are you replenishing that? How are you taking care of yourself in that area? I've said it before, and I'll probably say it again. I believe in Jesus and therapy. Some of the things that you have experienced, you're going to need prayer and a person. Some of the things you've experienced, you haven't processed. And the truth of the matter is, whatever you haven't dealt with will eventually deal with you. Again, there is nothing wrong with therapy. And some of us need it. It's okay. You don't have to get permission from anyone else to deal with your soulish realm. You don't have to get permission from anyone else. Remember, we're not going by the opinions of people. If this is resonating with you and you know there are things that are still haunting you, that are still in the forefront of your mind even years later, if you're still responding to things that happened to you 10, 12 years ago, today, and feeling like it happened just yesterday, go get help. Go get help. Amen to that. All right. Now, so we've decluttered several things. Let's see. We've decluttered our self-care, our rest, caring what people think about us and their opinions, expecting people to know what we need and reading our minds. So we've decluttered all that stuff. So now we have one more thing. I really think we need to declutter this spring. Regret. This is a biggie. So regret is defined as feeling sad or disappointed over something that has happened or that's been done or not done, especially if there's a loss attached to it or missed opportunity. So for some of us, we've missed opportunities, we've missed seasons or messed up on things or or relationships or what have you. And honestly, gone unchecked and unaddressed for a length of time, regret becomes bitterness. And you know, the Bible warns about, do not let that seed of bitterness take root. So regret drags yesterday and yesterday's mistakes into your future. So you're never free. So you already missed the opportunity or whatever it was that caused the regret. And now you're dragging it into the present by worrying over it and ruminating over it and pulling it into your future because you haven't dealt with it or let it go. Now, there's nothing you can do about the past. The past is already past, right? So don't let it ruin your future by bringing that past forward. Again, what you don't deal with is going to eventually deal with you. Deal with your stuff and let it go. And anytime I deal with regret, I'm reminded of the Apostle Paul. And before his conversion, Paul, his main aim in life was to kill Christians. That was like what he did. He just literally went around the known world at that time, killing Christians. And when he couldn't kill them himself, he would just hold their coats while they killed the Christians. And it wasn't just a nice little execution. No, it was like stoning, throwing them to lions, burning them alive. I mean, he was the real deal. He was feared. And he had that Damascus Road conversion, (laughs) and he came to Jesus for real. You know, that come to Jesus moment. Oh, he had that for real. Here's the thing that's very interesting. And I think about this all the time. He was on fire for Jesus after that. But can you imagine the depth of regret that he must have had about all the damage that he had done prior to his conversion? And that is why I think Philippians 3, 13 through 14 is so powerful. It says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, 
forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. In other words, I've dealt with the regret. My, my, my. Ooh, that did my soul some good. I received that for myself. He says, I haven't got it all figured out and I haven't done it all. I haven't arrived, but I am pressing. I am moving forward. I have to leave those things behind me because I've got work to do for Jesus. So do you. And if it was good for Paul, it's probably good for us too. Press also tells me that it's going to require some effort. It's not easy to work beyond your regrets, but it is worth it. So it is time this spring to declutter regret from your life and all of its tentacles like bitterness and resentment and all of its other little cousins. All of that's got to go too. It's taking up very precious, precious real estate in your life that you can't afford. Mm -mm. You've got things to do and they require you to be free. Hallelujah. All right. I hope this was helpful. I would love to hear from you. My contact information is in the show notes. Please share this with someone. Be a friend. Share this with a friend. And like, subscribe. Until next time, be wonderfully blessed. Bye now. That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening so you never miss one. I would love it if you would share the podcast with your friends, post about it on Facebook and Instagram, or leave a review. That way you can help me to bring you more great content and expert guests. Until next week, be blessed.